Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. I am Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me at the cafe today. We have a great show lined up for you. I'm bringing back one of my guests from about 13 months ago. I can't believe we met just as COVID was really kind of getting in, into strides. His name is Gaston Martinez. He's the CEO of Izu Spirits, which is a, an incredible mezcal. And he actually, when we started, he only had one product and now he has 10. So tremendous growth. It's a great story and how he has really built this organization, extended his product offering and the strategies he's used to get through COVID. So it's a, it's a lot of great insights really for any small business that's trying to grow and to understand how you have to build a brand, not only here in Southern California, but really across the country. So, so I encourage you to, to stay tuned, maybe grab a glass of Izu while you listen to the show. So we'll be right back with Gaston Martinez. My company, The Ponzi Group, provides consulting, interim, and fractional marketing and leadership services with a focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing. We take a holistic approach to driving business growth. Consider us your marketing architects. We use research to gather the necessary insights from your customers, prospects, the competition, and the marketplace to develop fact-based approaches to building effective and efficient growth plans. And, much like a general contractor, we partner with internal teams or carefully selected vetted individuals and organizations to execute the strategies and plans, as well as provide oversight and management to ensure we stay on brand and plan. To learn more about our services, visit theponzigroup.com. Gaston, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank, uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is your, your second time, and uh, May 5th. 2020 was your first, so literally one year and one month, uh, almost to the day you were uh, you were on the show. Oh, 2020, yeah, May May fifth. Oh, May wow, 5th, wow, yeah, because we, <laughs> we, we went. We went flying. <laughs> I know it went really fast. <clears throat> oh man, and and you've had a lot of great progress that we're going to talk about today. Um, it's it's amazing. I met with you a few weeks ago in um, in San Diego, and you were kind of showing me your your new line and how you expanded. And it it was absolutely amazing to me. And we're going to get into that of how much you've added and and grown your offerings uh, just in a year. And I know that's uh, no easy feat. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it was a good challenge, but. Uh... We we are happy to actually came true. The um, so why don't we before we kind of get st- get started here, why don't you tell the audience about about you and about Izu? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> my name is Gaston Martinez. I'm the founder and CEO of Izu Spirits. Uh, Izu Spirits is a collection of uh, uh, Mexican uh, agave spirits per se, and. Uh, we are based here in San Diego, California, but our distillery, main distillery is in, in Durango, Mexico. Okay. Now, when we met a year ago, you, you had one offering, which was your Hoven, which we shared on the show. And uh, it was very tasty. 
they're very tasty and and uh, quite a few people. We, I, I think I told you we. There it is, right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I took the uh, the bottle actually to one of my golf outings, and I uh, thought I would uh, share and treat my uh, my partners that day, and and it was a really fun outing in golf, and they really <laughs> really enjoyed the uh, the product. So, um, you know, got to spread the word. Got to spread the. I word. know, that, and I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. A year ago, we only had one uh, one single uh, skew, our Isamiskal Hoven right here, and then uh, you know this is how everything started. You know, and bringing this this to the to the market, and, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, in two thousand. Uh, 21 and in 2020, uh, we kind of like uh, thought like, okay, let's take this opportunity about the COVID. You know, everything was kind of shrinking and and uh, getting installed, and and it was a perfect time for me to gather those thoughts and say, you know, we we need to do something in order to think ahead. What's going to happen after this is done, or uh, you know, the market is going to be, I mean, thirsty for. For uh, for new products or or uh, and and also another thought was like uh, one single item, one single product is 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 going to get lost in shelf, right? I mean, the the mezcal is getting very popular. A lot of brands are coming to the market, and and everybody's kind of fighting for a little piece of the of the pie. And uh, our our thoughts was kind of like, okay, let's let's uh, let's really think about future and how can we integrate the whole family of Mexican spirits into one single brand. And that was it. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. And you talk about a family of, of, of products and really anytime any business is looking at product expansion and creating kind of an architecture of different offerings. So I want to talk, so since we're on the subject, let's talk about the offerings that you do have and, and kind of what led you to these different profiles that, that you created? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we have uh, uh, obviously our Mescajoven, right? I mean, the original one. And then uh, in, in Durango, we can also produce um, uh, Sotol. Sotol is not an agave plant. It's like a, a desert spoon, only fine in northern Mexico. And uh, it was kind of like a no-brainer, right? Like, hey, let's let's bring Sotol to the market, even though it's not quite popular. It, it is getting popularity after mezcal. And uh, also, we said, okay, why don't we kind of connect with all these, uh, you know, uh, people that enjoy like whiskey and bourbon and brandy, uh, all those, uh, uh, you know, aged products, aged spirits. Let's put our mezcal to to rest in an oak barrel, you know, and, and for two months, and we create a reposado. We also, I mean, start uh, doing our añejo, but uh, in order to do añejo, it takes like more than a year and actually is it, is ready as we speak. Uh, and then after that, uh, we partnered with a distillery in Sonora. Sonora is known for Bacanora. Bacanora is another agave spirit, but it's outside of the region of Mezcal. You have to remember that only nine states in Mexico can actually produce Mezcal because they are inside of that denomination of orange. It's like tequila. You have five regions in tequila that only can claim they can produce tequila, right? And uh, uh, we partnered with this distillery, uh, uh, wonderful Maestro Mescalero there, and he produced that Bacanola uh, for us. We partnered with them. We created a formula. And uh, obviously, after creating all that, uh, there was another question of, 
should we go into the world of tequila, right? Tequila is so saturated. Tequila is so, I mean, is is so big in the market that everybody, I mean, you see celebrities left and right trying to get into the tequila market, right? I mean, producing their own brand and all that. And, and we decided to go ahead, but we went all the way up. We are now, we thought about creating a very special tequila. And our tequila is a Cristalino. And it's an extrañejo. That means, you know, it's been aged for three years in an oak barrel. And it goes to a charcoal process filter that actually takes the color out. Then you have a clear, clear product that has been, you know, aged for three years. That's kind of the new thing of, of tequila, right? You have the best of two worlds, the Blanco, but also has the character of the uh, aged uh, tequila. And, and we, uh, since uh, I tried, uh, I, I love it. And uh, we fall in love with the, with the distillery that actually produced for us as well. And it was a no-brainer. Okay, let's, let's bring the tequila. Let's, let's have all the family together we are from tequila, mezcal, sotol, bacanora. And uh, when, we are, when we were doing the, our, our mezcal as well, I mean, we thought about, okay, you know, in wine, it's very popular now, blends. When you drink wine, you, you drink blends and then you drink different type of grapes all combined in one bottle. We call it ensemble. Ensemble is a, is a blend of agaves. And it's a very unique because then you create your own recipe, your own uh, profile. And uh, we add, uh, this is our, our, our green label. We had our, our cenizo, our indigenous agave, the most used in Durango. And also we had uh, Lamparillo, small, very small, very unique type of agave. It's hard to find it. Uh, we only put like a 20% and create like a very unique, very spicy and peppery type of product. And that was it. Obviously, that was the idea to bring it to reality, you know, to create the formulas. I mean, uh, we, we worked really hard in the whole 2020 to actually, I mean, push it and be ready uh, for, for uh, you know, the, the first months of uh, 2021. Well, in some of the, the aspects, and I, I want to co- comment on the ensemble in a second, but some of the aspects when you're aging, and, and certainly with, I think it was the te- te- tequila, right, that's aging mm-hmm. for three years. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's obviously something you started a little while back. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, it was always the idea. And then we, we partnered with this uh, distillery in, in tequila. You know, they, they, uh, they created this uh, recipe and, and style for us. And, and then uh, we were trying to like, uh, should we only do reposado tequila? Should we only do like uh, añejo tequila? Should we do extrañejo? Or should we go extrañejo cristalino, right? And we decided to go extrañejo cristalino and... Uh, I think that was the right, right decision because the market is not as saturated as, as you know, your regular tequilas, right? And there's a bunch of labels and, and, and brands that actually can produce and really decent uh, tequilas, but uh, we want to create a different, uh, really cool style for us. Well, so I, I was fortunate when I was down at your office to actually have tried the tequila and it was, it was fantastic. Um, and you also uh, let me try the, uh, actually, you let me try a whole lot on a Friday afternoon. So <laughs> I, I remember you were saying that you need to Uber somewhere, <laughs> um, yeah. but the, uh, you had given me a bottle of the ensemble, which I tried and I had some friends over, uh, this weekend and they all tried it and they thought it was just fantastic. And it, it, it is fascinating really. I mean, how these two agaves combined. And the way we do it, we, we cook it together. I mean, the, uh, some people do an assembly when they already have the, 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 the finished product. 
you know, you have your mezcal with ceniza and mezcal with ensemble, I mean, or lamparillo, and then you blend it when the, when the product is done. We actually cook it together, and that kind of creates a different story. When you cook it, all the flavors combine and all the, uh, you know, essence and, 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 and uh, the spirit of the agave get together when, when you cook the, the agave, uh, I mean, uh, on the fire pit. And, yeah, I think, you know, it's a very unique uh, product. Uh, very robust, it has that spiciness and, and that uh, peppery uh, kind of finish, but it's a very smooth and very pleasant. And, and uh, actually, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I really, really like this one a lot. Yeah, very, very drinkable. And I think that's, uh, for me, that's that's important. I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel a bite to it, but it was just, I, you know, I, I didn't even put it on ice. I just was drinking it. Mm. Just, um, however, I did put some of it in a margarita I always, I always hate to waste really good uh, mezcal on, on a margarita, but it definitely upped the flavor of it for sure. So uh, that was fantastic. Now, I mean, so it's been a year. You, you now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different profiles that you're offering. So given COVID, given a, a young company, how have you, you know, Define your strategies from for for growth really i mean your distribution and are you taking it online sure. are you heading into retail well one of the first things that actually happened is like uh, on premises all bars and restaurants and hotels they were gone right mm -hmm. i mean completely zero and then uh, uh off premises liquor stores and big box stores they were like uh, okay we are open and we're still here for business. And, and uh, I always say, you know, money shifts. Money never stops. It just shifts, right? I mean, and then what happened that like people were buying more alcohol at, at liquor stores, at Costco, and take it home and create margaritas and create their own small gatherings because humans are social, right? I mean, we, mm -hmm. we need that part. And uh, we we understood that, and we were lucky enough to knock on on, on the, the door of Costco in, in the LA region, and uh, because we were doing great here in San Diego, they they uh, took us uh, you know for uh, for a few stores there, and it was just you know blown away. I mean, we, we were doing really really good, but uh, yeah, we we kind of read the market, read the, how everything was shifting, and we acted uh, right away. Are you doing online sales as well? Yes, we, we are. I mean, obviously, uh, we are on, on our website. I mean, you can get all our products online, and uh, it, it can be it can be shipped to your house, and and that's pretty cool too. I think the e-commerce is is just booming again, right? I mean, a lot of people that I think the the uh, home office is going to stay. I mean, people are going to be more at home, and from there, you know, you get your groceries, you get your, 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 uh, you know, whatever you need in Amazon, or, and then also you, you can order your, your booze, your alcohol, right? Well, there's been certainly a shift, in, in, in COVID accelerated it, uh, you know, this direct-to-consumer from brands, just, just selling direct, because again, retail, uh, grocery, you know, and certainly restaurants is created, you know, because of COVID. Now it'll be interesting when you think about your planning going forward, do you see a shift back kind of a repositioning on restaurant, the balance, if you will? From a Definitely. I think, you know, you, uh, well, you and I, we both live in California and, and you see, you want to go out uh, for dinner in a weekend. If you don't do a reservation, that's impossible. 
Everything is packed. I think everybody's eager to go out and see people and socialize, right? Uh, I think it's going to be, it, it, the ratio was 80% on-premises, 20% off-premises. I think it's going to be in the 50-50%, you know, still the off-premises is going to be very important. A lot of people is going to, you know, uh, get together. I mean, because you realize that, you know, hey, having fun in my house, bring, bring people over is also great. I mean, and uh, I think it, we, we did that a lot and, and uh, I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you get your small group and then you have fun and, and you, you get together and then you buy some, you know, good product to, to offer your, your guests. Okay. So I, I, I'm just curious. If you could do it over again, what would you do different? <laughs> oh boy i mean it, for me it's always it's, it's never it's, it's never kind of the destination i guess i've been enjoying the ride uh that sounds cliche right i mean but uh, definitely you know obviously through the years you're, oh man uh, i took too much time probably to react in this and so and so uh maybe uh, if i you know be honest with myself i, I should have started this like 20 years ago right i mean uh but uh, it wasn't the right moment at the right time. Uh, uh, even the scale was even, you know, present, but it hadn't had that kind of uh, exposure, right? I mean, Mescal has been in the market for years and years. But, uh, you know, uh, the older we get, timing is pressure, right? I mean, just say, you know, man, if I had had this uh, project 20 years ago, it would be a different story right now. But, uh, I mean, the, no regrets. I, I think, you know, every every stage, on the process that I have, I have done and, and, and I've been involved, I, I've been, it's been a, a blessing and, and I enjoy every minute, certainly. Well, you've had to make, you know, really strategic decisions on how you position and where in the market. Like you're saying with the tequila, you went upscale, high end and, you know, at a higher price point. And with the scales, I mean, you've got it at various price points, but, you know, it, but I would say more towards the higher end as opposed mm-hmm. to the lower end, right? It's I call it sipping, sipping tequila or sipping mezcal, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you can you can just have it without having to put it in another concoction. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and and I, and I find that exciting about the product because again, you can just sit there and just sip it, and and it's just it's just wonderful. Uh, yeah, our our goal and one of my visions was, you know, we don't, we need to create a sipping product. You know, it's okay if you want to create a cocktail; it's fine. But when you have a sip, uh, sipping mezcal or sipping tequila or sipping sotol, you will get all these expressions in, in your palate and all that. And, and definitely, uh, we didn't want to compete with uh, with a very low uh, a profile market. You know, uh, when you get uh, on competed on price. We want to compete with quality. We want to compete with the good packaging, and uh, and uh, uh, and we want to compete with those uh, you know people that actually are connecting with flavors, n- not not so much with the effect. It's, it's not a problem, you know. Have both. Some people drink because of the effect, right? And it's fine. I mean, but some people is is actually drinking because of the taste. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, I've always been kind of a lean towards you know the taste. The, the effect of, of you know, the, 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 the connection in your palate. And, and that for me was kind of the key. How can we create even the packaging? You know, we talk about the packaging, how every bottle is unique because we have a different ironing stopper in each bottle. And we, we create an experience, right? When you create a bottle, 
you know, when you consider that, you know, there's 10 years in the making because it takes 10 years to, to, for the agave to get fully uh, grow and, and be able to harvest, then you start like, uh-huh. many people doesn't know, but when we want to spread the word and, and actually let people know that, hey, this is actually a 10 year in the making. Just realize that and put some thought when you sip in this product and you will appreciate it more. How long does it take to, uh, an agave plant to grow? 10 years? 10 years. I mean, to, to be fully harvested. Uh, yeah, to be I mean, fully mature, 10 years. Are you, um, are you, you have your own, I'll call them farms. Well, I mean, we, we have, or how are you doing that? Well, we're, we're very, we're a sustainable company where we're doing, everything is wild, but we are bringing five plants back for each plant that we take. That means, you know, uh, we, we bring back to the wild, small two-year plants that we have grown in our nursery, and then we take it to the wild. And, and, uh, I think down the road, maybe down the future, we will start farming, you know, uh, but uh, farming in a way that I want to create all natural, n- nothing added to, to the plan, make it, make it, uh, make the nature do the job. But uh, definitely because we are using wild agave, I want to continue to that path and always, you know, uh, bring wild agave to our, our distillery and process our, our products. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm looking at one of your um, line cards in the descriptions and 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 really if i if i took out the word mezcal and put in wine i mean you're really talking a lot about the flavors and and you know whether it's aged or or the aromas and and the Mm -hmm. different flavors i mean to me that puts it on a different level i mean I mean, I drank mezcal in my younger years, but you know, <laughs> to your point, you, you drink it to have, have fun. You drink it for to have real pleasure in, in, in savoring it. And I guess I get back to the sipping tequila stuff. And, and to me, uh, you know, the profiles that you have created are just spectacular. I, I think you're right. I mean, uh, I, I've been involved in wine before, and I think all that language and all that connection, you know, how to express what you taste in and connect it to the, to the words, right? I mean, and uh, for me, it's about, you know, even if it's a margarita, you know, when, when you do the right ingredients, right? I mean, it would taste phenomenal, right? I mean, the, uh, even if it's just uh, maybe a Paloma or, or, a, or a Mojito or, or a Negroni, I mean, you name it, there's a you know, all kinds of cocktails that you can actually integrate wonderful products, right? But the base for me is like, okay, you can actually sip this one. I mean, you don't need anything else. But sometimes, you know, if it's too hot outside, I mean, you're chilling in the pool. Hey, how about a margarita, right? Like a nice chill margarita. Oh my God, the best. But uh, yeah, the connection of my passion is I'm a foodie guy. I mean, I love food. And I can drive extra 10 miles to get to those, you know, wonderful tacos if you want. But it's all about the experience. It's all about the food. It's all about, you know, the connection with your palate. And, and uh, I mean, being saying that, I mean, we don't add anything extra. It's all natural. I mean, this type of products, uh, I mean, are, are always nice to your body, right? I mean, even though you have to consume in, in, in with, with conscience. But uh, you're right. It's all about, you know, that expression of uh, why are you tasting and why are you connecting with your palate and with your sense and all that. Yeah. So when, when you think about what you've gone through in the last year and, and as you look to the future, I mean, what, what keeps you up at night thinking about growing your business? 
Well, I mean, the, the more we grow, the more members of our family are into this team, right? And then uh, when you realize, you know, you have, you know, a, a solid group in Mexico working for this company, and that we add in uh, uh, what we are doing here in California, we have our own uh, sales team. I mean, we, uh, I think I mentioned to you when you were here in the office, uh, we are a company that actually uh, uh, is, uh, I, I describe it like uh, we, we control from ground to glass. That means, you know, we have a team of himadores. We go harvest our own agave. I mean, we make sure we have the mature agave all the way to, to the brand ambassadors, to the promoters, to, to the people actually connecting, creating cocktails. Uh, I have a wonderful uh, being brand ambassador. She's, she's also a mixologist and she creates cocktails for, for people, for bars, for restaurants. And then when you, when you put that umbrella all together, you know, and then everything kind of concentrates in, in like, a, oh boy, I mean, we need to keep growing. We need to keep, you know, pushing. And, and uh, but because for me, one of my first goals in, in, in creating these companies is to create a positive in, impact on, on the region, in Durango, right? Where the distillery is, where the, um, our employees, our people that actually work for us and all that. Let's, let's really have a positive impact. I mean, let's, let's create a difference. I mean, in life, I mean, let's, let's just put it, uh, you know, I mean, uh, let's, let's do our best job for them to be, uh, uh, you know, better. I mean, have a, a better resource, a better quality of life and, and all that. But yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, at three o'clock in the morning, like, oh my God, I mean, <laughs> no pressure, right? But uh, we have to keep, keep going. You know, one of the interesting things in, in having the opportunity to have tasted several of these is, is really the, a lot of that smoky flavor that's in it. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I know that, that you had mentioned the, the agave itself is kind of roasted, mm -hmm. I think is the word you use. But, but you use some different kinds of, I'll call it wood for lack of my knowledge, but which no, created, no, no. created a different taste. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of one of the uh, uh, main uh, wood that we use is oak wood for for our, almost uh, all our our, our products. Uh, tequila obviously is, is not the roasted. I mean, it's kind of baked in these ovens, brick ovens, and they do steam. Uh, and, and our uh, our sort of our um, in uh, bacanora, sorry, our bacanora is is uh, they use mesquite. Mesquite has a little more profound uh, presence on, on, on the flavor. And even when you do a, a, a maybe a cookout or, or, or you're grilling uh, something and you use mesquite, uh, you would, that, that flavor will be more evident in your food. It's kind of the same thing. I like oak because it's a very subtle. And, and yeah, a lot of people kind of connect mezcal with smoky uh, taste, but uh, some companies, they overdo it. They go over the top in the smoke and it kind of takes everything away our, our our concept of smoke is just one more element shouldn't be the, the main element the one more element that will combine with the with the citrusness with the floral with the with the smoothness of, of the rounded product so in a and actually i don't know the answer to this question so in the wine business there's a winemaker so in your business i would assume there's a Maestro, maestro mezcalero is like a master distiller or maestro mezcalero. We call it or maestro sotolero. This is kind of like uh, the word uh, 
because on wine is is the winemaker is is it's called the enologist and the enologist is the one that creates those you know when when the uh, wine is ready in the barrel and you know you need to do your blends and all that and and in in our line of business i mean we call it maestro mescalero that is actually the, like a master distiller right but only for mezcal or sotto okay. or maestro tequilero or maestro bacanonero and then uh, that's it is that you well, <laughs> no, I only I only enjoy to uh, drink, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we have. Uh, I mean, uh, in uh, in Durango, we have. Uh, uh, is a biochemist actually. Is uh, Jose de Jesus uh, is is his ma our uh, maestro mezcalero, master distiller, and uh, he, he he. I invite him to join uh, this adventure. You know, uh, many years ago. I mean, two thousand late two thousand seventeen. And uh, I, uh, we have a, a nice meeting. I say, you know, let's let's uh, let's change the the mezcal and the vision from Durango, especially, and let's create a positive impact and let's create uh, you know uh, a, a nice uh, a, you know business for for us. And, and uh, it jumping on board. And uh, since then, it's, it's it's been with us, and it's it's a key element for us. Okay. What do you you know? This is a, a business show, and and. We, you know, part of the conversation is about business strategy and business challenges. And, and, and what, what has been in your mind, the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome during this journey? Well, one of the biggest is uh, how the distribution uh, is set up here in, in the States. I mean, you have the three tier, right? I mean, you have your importer, your distributor, and your retailer. I mean, these are the three elements that you need in order to produce, push your product. and and. Uh, there's huge distribution companies, mid-size and small. And obviously, I mean, the bigger you go, the challenge will be you can you can get lost because you will become a number. You know, oh, you are the company a thousand and on our portfolio, and then your product might get lost. And uh, I was trying to kind of uh, you know connect with the distributions and and the distributors and and try to you know uh, uh, add my product to their portfolio especially here in california uh, the rest of the countries is a little bit easier but uh, and uh, i decide like uh, you know this is not going to work for us i mean uh, uh, obviously i mean the distrib distribution takes a, a good chunk of your your percentage of of uh, your, your 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 sales and also the retail and then you have to spread uh, i mean everybody's uh, i mean cake for uh you know for in order to make business but and then i decided okay you know we we use uh, an, an importer that give us uh like the back office service and the distribution service but it doesn't give you the sales force and um, um, me at the beginning i was just knocking doors here left and right you know with my bag and my my bottles and and then just knocking everywhere and, and try to meet everybody and slowly but steady you know you start putting your your product out and it's a lot of re very rewarding. See, you know, the the almost the last part of the change completed, right? Because one of the key elements is like uh, how people is going to re, I mean, reorder, or how customers are going to buy again the product. I mean, it's a very challenging. I mean, I learned that in Costco. I mean, Costco, it's hard to get in, but uh, it's harder for people to actually buy the product because you know if they don't sell it. They just stop buying your product, and that's it. I mean, no questions. I mean, it didn't, didn't sold. 
but one of the challenges for me was kind of like a shift that mindset, like a, you have to be with a distributor. Otherwise, you know, it's hard to make it. And, and you know, one thing uh, to realize that the, it, it works for me that our, our corporate here is in, in, in San Diego. And then we can manage our own sales team here. If I was a company that only, I mean, is from Mexico and it can only send the products uh, to this, and then you don't have any option. You have to go to the distributor. But we use distribution for different states, you know, for Nevada, Illinois, uh, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, Delaware, uh, next month, Florida, and uh, uh, we have a small uh, presence in, in Texas. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely, it's been a challenge you know, uh, because there's so much products in the market and, and all, all brand owners are just, you know, overwhelming distribution. And, and then it's just, okay, it's hard. Yeah, well, depending in, in some of those distribution and uh, I'll call it conglomerates uh, in the alcohol business. I mean, they own tons of, of, of portfolios and brands that uh, they, they have a lot of impact on the distrib- distributors. And mm-hmm. of course, what, what product they're pushing it, it, And of course, depending on where you're at, whether you're in the restaurant, you know, and you're on the back, back bar and, you know, you're relying on someone to, to, to push, push, push the product. And, you know, once you're in a grocery store, for example, you know, where are you at on the shelf and, you know, you're the mid tier, you're on the upper, you're on the lower. And of course that wherever that placement happens to be, cause I worked, you know, in the wine industry for a long time and, and alcoholic in, in, in vodka. And, you know, depending on where we were on the shelf, sent already a message about the product, even though it may be not reflective, right? So there's that juggling going on, um, which is, again, to your point, it's a challenge. And then ultimately, we we called it, when we were in the wine business, we called it the wall of wine. You're standing in front of this 10, 12 feet of, of, or longer of wine. And if you don't know the brands, which one do you do? Same thing in, in your business, standing in front of, you know, six, eight, ten feet of, of tequilas or mezcals, mm-hmm. and how do you get someone to try your brand that's unique? So it's I I, I recognize it. It's it's not an easy task, but I <laughs> I, I give you a lot of uh, uh, props because again, from one product to I think ten here, and now you're in multiple states, multiple different distribution channels, Costco. Uh, it's it's no easy feat. You've been you've been busy, my friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This, this, uh, there's no tomorrow, right? I mean, uh, for me, uh, it's never been about uh, how much money you can make. It's been how, you know, a piece of my hometown, you know, put it everywhere, right? I mean, uh, make, make a positive in- impact in that connection. Like, oh, where's Durango? What happened with Durango, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's fascinating how, you know, you can actually, if you put your mind, I mean, you can... Uh, create a, a you know impact in, in in maybe in a small little way but uh, you know that actually can benefit other people so as we're as we're kind of starting to wind this down a little bit we haven't really talked about we've talked about distribution we've talked about portfolio we talked about a lot of different aspects we never talked about really the promotion side so you know as you you know it's a field of dreams right build it and they will come but, but that doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily work. So how, how have you been making the connection to, to people to get them to well, try I mean, the product? Uh, and- yeah, I mean, definitely uh, uh, we, we have our own PR uh, uh, you know, team 
that actually help us to expose. But one of the most important elements that we have done is, uh, I mean, send our products to uh, different uh, competitions, different, you know, challenges on, on the spirit world, right? Uh, I mean, because I can tell you wonders about my product, right? Like say, you know, uh, I mean, uh, this is the best mezcal you ever tried in your life. And then you say, oh, okay, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, when you validate your product through the third party, right? We, we send all our line to uh, San Francisco uh, World Spirit Competition. It is one of the most prestige and all the, all, all this competition in, in, in the world. It's been, I mean, uh, it's been, <laughs> they've been doing this for 20 years. I mean, definitely they know what they're doing, right? And then you send the product, it's a blind tasting and whatever happens, happens. I mean, there's nothing like, uh, they, they just serve you like a small glass, you know, a small sniffer. And then there's judges sipping and making notes. And, and uh, we, we, we were lucky and not lucky because we have worked a lot. I mean, all our products came with, with some medals, right? From double gold, gold and silver. And and uh, uh, Bacanora, the best of best of best of the show, right? And and then we send our products to to London, and tequila came the best tequila of the year. And then uh, we send the products to uh, New York, and and Sotol, the best Sotol of the year. And that was like okay. Then people start recognizing, and the word is coming out. Obviously, our, our PR team, you know, pushes, and and you know, you get publications here and there, events. Events are more important because, but events were kind of dead for the last year. Yeah. Uh, when you go and set up your table, but uh, you know, social media. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, any type of marketing and and uh, you know, doing events in, in restaurants and things like that. I mean, it always helps. Well, building a brand doesn't happen overnight, and it is a, it is a, a marathon, I guess, not a. Not a sprint. Not a race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, it takes time to really build that up and create the positioning of, of really Izu as a as a brand itself, and then obviously with all the various products in your portfolio, and 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 you really uh, are creating something that really that matches anybody's taste. I mean, from, I've tried from, yeah, I've from, tried about half of them. I, I'm going to get the other <laughs> half going too. But uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty spectacular. What what inspires you? I mean, seriously, I mean, for me, my, my first thought when I, I started this idea was, you know, I want to bring a piece of my hometown. I want to, you know, take that way with uh, the way we celebrate, the way we, you know, uh, get together in Mexico. I mean, uh, let, let's also show that, I mean, a Mexican product shouldn't, shouldn't be only like, uh, you know, flowers and sombreros and donkeys and, and a picture of agave and all that. I mean, this, and that's fine. That's, that's all, nothing against that. But there's also a different side of how we do products in Mexico, how we create this elegant and refined mezcal, right? I mean, and it's still, uh, you know, 100% Mexican. Obviously, I have partners and, you know, uh, I mean, we created a, a team. It's not just me, right? I mean, now... It's a, it's a group of people, you know, all everybody collaborating in, 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 in this project. But, I mean, the idea was kind of like, hey, let's, let's really bring something unique and, and different. And Because you either follow the path of everybody's or create your own. Mm-hmm. If you follow the path, maybe it would be safer. But when you create your own, 
this only uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, hopefully people <laughs> realize what we're doing and uh, understand what we're doing and, and connect with what we're doing. And uh, it's, there's more challenge in that way, but the reward is greater. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you'll know you'll know if you're cutting your own path when your co competitors start to bring out products to compete against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I've seen more and more companies adding more products. You know, trying to you know have a diversity and underline and and so and so. But uh, you know, it, it's okay. I mean, there's room for everybody. Uh, I mean, the, we we will be doing what we do. And we will be, uh, we will honor our, our, our goals and our mindset to, to create the best product and, and, you know, to be able to, to take it, you know, from ground to glass and, and people get that wonderful experience. Yeah. So repeat that. I love that saying it's, it's from land to Gr glass. Ground, ground, ground to glass. Ground to glass. Ground to glass. I love that. <clears throat> that, that, you know, from, from the uh, Arjimadores, from, from that source all the way to the brand ambassadors, to the, to, to the mixologies, you know, like they create that, you know, be beautiful product or cocktail and, and to you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, this has been a, a terrific conversation. I'm glad that uh, I, I went back and I looked up the date because I, I w couldn't quite remember exactly when it was, but it literally was just 13 months ago. That we had wow. this conversation. Uh, <laughs> that is good. It went, it went really fast for me. I don't know for you, but I mean, but like, what? Yeah, it, it, it went really fast. But uh, again, I'm, I'm looking at some of the materials that uh, that I don't know if they'll show up on the screen. Probably not. There we go. Um, that you sent me or gave me. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of work and and you've come a long way and and, and some great products. I always say about in, in, in the spirits business and beer as well, uh, if, if it's in the bottle. Right. We, we got to get people to try it but it's got to be in the bottle too. And, and you certainly have it in the bottle. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank I, you. I, I highly recommend to my listeners to go, to go try it. And with that note, why don't you tell them how they can connect with you and, and frankly, where they can buy the product? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the easiest way, I mean, go check our website, right? Website is isospirits.com. I mean, it should be the easiest way to, to try to find uh, our product. Also on Instagram, uh, add it's a spirit. I mean, you can see, you know, the stories that I, we actually put on, you know, all the process and everyday process and get familiar with the, with the, all the awards that we got, you know, in the past and the connection with the, with our crowd and communications with the, with our, our consumers and, and all that. And, and uh, that will be kind of the two ways that uh, people can connect with us. All right. Well, fantastic. Gaston, thank you so much. I really enjoy this again. And, uh, and I, I'm sure we'll, we're going to be in touch. We, you know, we've become distant friends. We're getting getting to know yeah. each other better. And uh, sure, sure. I believe in, in the product. And um, I love sharing it and telling people about it. And I, I appreciate your time today. Angelo, it's a pleasure always to, talking to you. I appreciate your time as well. I mean, uh, thanks so much. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Gaston, I want to thank you for joining me here at the Business Growth Cafe. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. That was an incredible uh, interview and conversation. I, I, I'm thankful that I had met you a year ago. I, I appreciate when I was down in San Diego a few weeks back that I had a chance to taste most of your new product. Um, 
jokingly said in the interview, of course, I, I had to take an Uber to the next place. No, I'm just kidding. I was very careful about drinking uh, on a Saturday, on a Friday afternoon. Day drinking is rough, but I really appreciate you taking the time. And for you listeners out there, this is a great product. Uh, I don't always go overboard when I start talking about uh, any of the products that I work with, but this is one that I've enjoyed over and over and have shared with many of my friends. So I encourage you to take a look. You can hear, you can get it at Costco and a lot of other different places or certainly go on their website. And again, thank you for joining me here at the cafe. If you're a subscriber, thank you very much. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you'll listen to some of the other episodes. We have over 140 episodes. We're in our third year now and hopefully you'll become a subscriber as well. And so every week you can listen here to the Business Growth Cafe. And if you're new to this show, you'll learn a little bit about me. My name is Angelo Ponzi. And I, my company is called the Ponzi Group, and we are a marketing organization. We work on fractional interim and outsource marketing services. We focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing. So again, if your business is in need of some marketing support, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn, or you can go to my website at theponzigroup.com. A lot of resources there, eBooks, podcasts. Uh, videos that you can tap into. And again, thank you for joining me here today. And I look forward to seeing you here at the Business Growth Cafe next week. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.